Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. Be slow especially to anger. So be the opposite of what the internet is. The internet is get angry now. Speak as soon as you can and take up as much space as you can. And don't ever give anybody else a voice. Welcome to episode 163 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan. And in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham is going to join me as we have a discussion about really a current event that's happened in the news media. You may have heard of the Covington Catholic School uh, boys and their clash with uh, a man named Nathan Phillips and a whole bunch of other things that have come out uh, around the issue of racism, um, being liberal, being conservative, what have you. And it, it made us think about how being emotionally triggered impacts our lives. Uh, so we're going to talk about the news story in a nutshell. Uh, we'll give you the three-minute version, not the long, drawn-out. We're not going to really try to take sides here either. Um, but what we really want to focus on is the danger of falling into mob mentality, falling into the negative spin that comes from discourse in the public forum, and then how that might be keeping you in a rut, maybe in the workplace. And so we'll talk about uh, how does letting yourself be emotionally triggered without really being mindful of that hurt you in your career, hurt you in your relationships, and so much more. So sit back and relax. Unless you're driving, then in that case, we need you to keep your head on a swivel, stay safe, and try not to get too mad in this episode because we're not trying to make you mad. We're trying to help you get out of the rut of being emotionally triggered. So here we go. Hey, Brandon, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm awesome as always. <laughs> awesome sauce. Uh, we're on this call because uh, if you saw my jump start with Jerry on uh, January, what's today, the 24th, uh, I, I shared with you that it's been heavy on my heart, this whole situation with the, the Covington Catholic school kids. And I guess to get our audience prepared, I should probably throw some words out there just so everybody's equally triggered. What do you think? <laughs> there you go. All right. So here we go. Here's a little warm up for us guys, just to get us ready for this uh, and for you to kind of check to see where your triggers are. So if you're ready, here we go. Trump, Obama, <laughs> Republican, Democrat, wall, immigration, MAGA. Let's see. Hope and change. Hope and change. Yeah. And oh, liberal Tom Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring the NFL fans into this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Antifa. Uh, no. Uh, what was it? Not no more. Uh, Me too. And uh, Gillette. There you go. <laughs> Gillette. I, I think I've covered it all. So we didn't just say all that to offend you, but we're just the point. I think I, I wanted to make here is we seem to easily get triggered and not have our, our emotions in check. And the one thing I picked up on from the Covington Catholic School issue, and if you're not familiar with it, like my, my kids don't seem to be familiar with it, there apparently there was a video that went very viral a couple weeks ago. Hold on. Hold on. That's like saying very wet. It's either wet, it's either viral, or it's not. Can't go very viral. <laughs> oh, very viral. <laughs> Water is wet. Uh, so this video went viral. Uh, it got picked up by the news media. And the story was that this group of white – 
teenage boys from a Catholic school surrounded a Native American man and a, a group of Native Americans who were simply celebrating their heritage in Washington, D.C., and these boys were harassing them and taunting them and even blocking them from moving in the direction they wanted to go. And so there was a big firestorm about that. And then, of course, as time goes, another video comes out and they say, well, you know, Mr. Phillips went up to the crowd and you see that. And you're like, okay, so what <laughs> what led to that? And eventually a full video from another angle that lasts about an hour and I think 40 minutes hit YouTube. Yeah. And uh, the thing that got me to watch that video was, and I don't know why, that once in a blue moon, I get sucked into these dramas online. I don't know why, because I know what's going to happen is you get one good argument, you get one good argument, and then all of a sudden it just degrades down to name calling, like, by the third comment. But at some point, yeah. somebody who was on the side of not the teenage boys <laughs> uh, said, well, here's the full video. It's like over an hour long. It's almost two hours long. Uh, but you got to see these boys are not innocent. So you got to fast forward to like minute 52 to see what these boys did. And I was like, wait, why are you telling me to skip to minute 52? What happened for the first 52 minutes that are not worth watching? <laughs> and, and so I watched the first 52 minutes and it was another group altogether known as the Hebrew Israelites. It was like four black men taunting and harassing just about anybody who walked by and that native American ceremony was going on and they're calling them names like, and, and this is going to sound offensive. And this is me quoting what was said, uh, calling Don't do it. Uh, this group of native Americans, Indian and telling them that Indian meant savage and that they were all a bunch of uncle tomahawks. And so the native Americans would come and engage with this group. And so this video is produced by this group of, uh, Hebrew Israelites. And I don't know a whole lot about this group, just other than I saw their video that they posted proudly. And they were, I mean, they're proudly denouncing everybody they came across. And it was just, it was them harassing people as they walked by and using Bible scripture as they did it, which even blew my mind more. Uh, like, oh man, they're doing this in the name of God. And it's like, they, they've, so that's a whole different story. <laughs> uh, but I think we'll what, do that next week. Yeah. So that's, that's the whole recap, everybody. That, uh, you had this, this news story that picked up, picked up steam. And, uh, all of a sudden these teenage boys who were white, they were wearing make America great again shirts or not shirts. The other thing, they go on your head hats, hats. make America great. Is it? Oh yeah. Maga again. Maga. Yeah. And so they were wearing the red hat or the white one, uh, had that slogan on there. And because of that, they were the bad guys. And uh, as these other videos surfaced, or as these other videos serviced, the internet is what I think caught my attention because now we have adults calling for, you know, teenagers to be doxxed. I don't even know what doxing is. I got to go Google that after this recording. Um, they are calling for these students to be expelled. They're calling for these students uh, to be killed even. Well, I think what we, what really got us uh, interested in it too is everybody just reacted Every comment was reactive. If you want to think the boys were wrong or you want to think the other people were wrong, everybody just reacted based on whatever they wanted to be yes. true. They reacted to that. And kind of what we were talking about is why do you feel like you need to speak quickly into a situation? When I see something like that, my first thought is my first thought's probably wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I'm, I'm going to see something wrong and I'm going to react to it the, based on the way my emotions are carrying me. And, and my dreams were realized today when I saw this video of this girl. She was arguing with this reporter as saying everything that happened was legitimate because emotions matter more than logic. And we spend too much time on logic and not enough time on emotions. And I thought I heard it wrong. And I was like, no, your emotions lie to you. Your emotions have fear. You know, the whole reason we have this podcast is for you to get past that fear and get out of the rut. So if your emotions are what dictate your life, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And there was a a report, uh, actually not a report. It was some work done by a guy named Dr. Daniel Kahneman. Uh, He had won a Nobel Prize for economics years ago. His research showed that we as humans, we respond to things emotionally first before we ever can get to it rationally. And it's just like you said, I mean, these are knee jerk reactions. They're just, it's how we feel. And I'm, and I'll, I'll tell you when I saw that, the initial video, I felt appalled. I felt embarrassed. I, I was ashamed yeah. to be a Christian. I'm like, wow, we could do so much better guys. And, and then I, I put myself in check because again, like this video I posted on Facebook this morning, the, the verse James chapter one, verse 19 came to mind. Uh, be quick to listen, slow to speak slow to anger. Yeah. And every time I've applied that in my life, things have worked out well. You know, the truth surfaces <laughs> and you're like, ah, much ado about nothing. And yeah. and then it even brought to mind something that happened to my son his freshman year in high school. Uh, it turns out uh, my son, he had a girlfriend in, in ninth grade. And uh, I'll try to tell the short story, Brandon, just for you. <laughs> oh, man, already? <laughs> All I said was I'll try to tell the short story. Uh, anyway, so my son had a, uh, a girlfriend in ninth grade. He broke up with her. Well, ex-girlfriend's best friend, who um, also had a crush on ex-girlfriend, we were, we were all good friends. But one day, maybe a few months after the breakup, I get a text uh, from the the best friend. And she says, hey, I, it hurts me to tell you this, but your son has said some really mean things that you should be aware of. And I thought, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. And this relationship brought the worst out in Jacob. I'll tell you that. So, anyway, she she sends me the screenshots of what he had said. And what he said was appalling. And I'm like, son. I mean, this is like the worst <laughs> thing anybody could say. And you're saying it on social media. It's screen captured. You're in ninth grade. You're 14. And this is going to be the kind of thing that surfaced. I, I was mad though, because what he said went against everything our family is about. And I, I apologized to her and I said, you know, thank you for sharing this with me. I'll, I'll have a conversation with him. Uh, hey, hey, by the way, would you mind sending me the, co- the whole conversation? Cause I'd, I'd like to be able to show him where he went wrong. I mean, this is wrong, Yeah. but I need to show yeah. him what led to this. Like, um, so he had some concrete connections, so he'd never do this again. She never sent that, <laughs> but I was still mm. mad. I was still upset. So I, I, you know, got mad at Jacob. Um, my wife got mad at Jacob. Uh, he was crying. He felt horrible. Uh, he eventually opened up to my wife and shared with him that, uh, bef- he, he regretted saying all those things. Uh, but what hurt the most was that, I never listened to the other side of the story. It surfaced. The other side of the story was <laughs> for the two to three hours before he snapped, the friend had been harassing him, making fun of his manhood, <laughs> just going at him two to three hours. Uh, and that was just in that day. 
it turns out she had been yeah. picking on him for months ever since the breakup. And it turns out that she had turned um, all of their friends, their circle of friends against him. So even his friend from like first grade turned on him all because of what this girl was putting out, this poison this girl was putting out. And it came to a point where even one of the girls in their circle called her out and said, you know, you're, you're crying out this triumph, but you got to admit you made this happen. You manufactured this yeah. and you need to fess up to that. Uh, so anyway, all that to say, <laughs> I flipped my lid and I didn't have the whole story. I was quick to anger. I was quick mm-hmm. to speak and I should have been quick to listen. And it, it's, it's still, it's like four years later and it's still yeah. there. That time when I was quick to anger. And so when I saw this situation in the news, I was like, Ooh, this hurts my heart. What's the full yeah. story? It's, it's kind of like, you know, I heard a, a pastor say one time, you know, there's always a story behind the story. Even the story you know you were there for, you still only know part of it because you only know your perspective. You don't know anybody else's perspective. So even if you're trying to accurately say what happened, you only know your side and from your bias, your natural bias, no matter how unbiased you're trying to be you still see it from your point of view and and that's kind of what got us worked up about this whole situation was everybody saw it from their point of view they saw what they wanted to see the people that were wrong were the people they wanted to see were wrong and then when you turn the camera around in a couple of different angles and i personally think it's been even muddied further i don't i don't think anybody will ever know what really happened or who who all was wrong. Oh, the whole thing was a, a lot big of mess. people the, that were wrong. That whole scenario uh, was a big mess. <laughs> yeah. It's like my mom used to say, none of you should have been there in the first place. If, if, if you weren't there, none of that would have happened. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things, but for us, it was the perspective of how you see it and how does that fit into what we really talk about every week on beyond the rut is your perspective can cloud your judgment. You know, that the mountain that you see in front of you is bigger because of the way you're looking at it. You know, you can't leave your job because of X, Y, and Z. It's bigger than it maybe really is. And somebody else is going to see that as smaller. They can get over that hump. They can get out of that rut. And it's all about perspective. Being slower to speak means that you're paying more attention to what's real versus what you're just being told is real. Yeah. It's, uh, that discernment, like when you step back, when you're listening first, you're giving yourself a chance to collect more data, more facts, which was clearly missing in this situation. Even though a fuller video showed more of the story and more of the facts, people still went after those kids and said, well, look, he's got a smirk on his face. If you watch the whole video, you can see the whole situation's a mess. And and at what point do we turn and say, when do we turn and say, what about these grown men who stood in the middle of the square and threw racial slurs at Native Americans and then turned around and threw racial slurs and uh, sexual innuendo at teenage boys. But we refused to see it. It's like, nope, it's them. They're wearing that hat. They're white. They're this. And it was like, but the facts say there's so much more here. Well, I've always thought, you know, sleeping at night is the real measure. You know, can can you lay your head down and go to sleep and know that, you know, you did the right thing? And there were a lot of people on, I won't even say both sides. I just say every side because there's about four, five different sides. Yeah, there's at least three that don't agree with (laughs) each other, support each other. So 
there are people that jumped into this for their own benefit. Yeah. I want people to see me. I want them to hear my voice and my opinion, despite the fact that, you know, you, you really shouldn't have one because you have no basis for that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tend to say sometimes I have a 17 year old daughter, Maddie, who is, there's times when we're talking about things, especially when her and my wife were talking about things. And I'll say, you know what my opinion is? I don't have one. I, I've never dealt with the girl issues that you are dealing with. So I really don't have any. I, I don't have a basis for that. But that's kind of that Twitter mob mentality of social media. Now it's mm-hmm. like, I know what's best and, and I've read the headline. So therefore I have an opinion and you may or may not have to come back 24 hours later and say, Ooh, I was totally on the wrong side of that. Yeah. And if we're willing to go there in social media, like, you know, we're willing to have a knee jerk reaction, get angry first, throw our words out right after that and just not listen to all the other options. (laughs) How is that affecting our actual lives? So you're at work and you hear, all right, we got a new project and you're like, Oh, but somebody else walks in the room and says the same exact phrase. Hey, we got a project. And you're like, Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that difference has a lot to do with your perspective and the filter you've got in that context. So that first person you groan at, there's something in you that says, I hate that guy. There's nothing that guy can say that'll be of value to me. And this next person you're like, yeah, there we go. In both cases, you're not really being critical. Is this project viable? Is this project something that'll value the company? Uh, is, is the work sound? Can we look at some more information yeah. here before we launch? Uh, and, and really, we're just kind of knee-jerk reacting to our feelings. I think, too, you have to have people around you that don't necessarily agree with everything you say. Yeah. And and you need that input from them because, you know, you're going to come up with some bad ideas. And you're going to have some bad reactions and bad words and and knee-jerk reactions to things you need people around you that will say, hey, man, that that was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. And I think some of these people that reacted to these videos, they think, well, no sane person is going to follow through on some of the things I've said. But you telling somebody to go blow up a school or shoot up a school, you don't know what kind of person out there thinks you told them directly to go do that. Oh, yeah. And once it's done, you can't go back and say, Oh, I was just, I was just talking to Jerry and he knew I was kidding, but the guy next to him might not have known that, you know, and extremist groups actually we rely have to on be that. careful. Yeah. Extremist groups actually rely on that. Uh, whether it's white supremacists right. or, uh, jihadists, um, Antifa, I mean, whoever you're yep. calling on, uh, you know, they get, they get, they're just waiting for somebody to give them permission and a mission. And I know a lot of this is off the topic of beyond the rut to some extent, but our main goal is for you to just see that perspective matters in your problems in your, uh, you know, things that you face in life. They have to be put in perspective. Everybody's got a different view of some things and the things that maybe you which would would go away or maybe you see as adversity or obstacles, other people would love to have those problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess the, the main focus here, the, the main message what we're saying is be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow, especially to anger. So be the opposite of what the internet is. The internet is get angry. Now yeah. speak as soon as you can and take up as much space as you can and don't ever give anybody else a voice. So any final thoughts on that? Be sure and check out us on uh, Facebook. Now we're trying to put together a few more videos. We got jumping jacks with Jerry and uh, (laughs) bagels with Brandon and 
all kinds of weird stuff we're doing, but <laughs> just trying to give you a few alternatives to uh, start your day and hopefully make you think a little bit. I think you're going with breaks with Brandon. <laughs> I'm more breakfast tacos with Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. There you go. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 163. There you'll find links to some of the video clips we talked about, but more importantly, uh, some articles to tips and tricks to help you not get emotionally triggered, especially in the workplace and especially in your relationships. We're so glad you joined us for this episode and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week as we bring you another episode of Beyond the Rut. And until then, we want you to go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.